Welcome to Attention, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. My name is Ray Schilling. It's conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and relevant. Our stories take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms and places where we explore current trends and topics. AAF District 10 promotes professional development and networking, recognizes advertising excellence, provides news and resources, helps develop future industry leaders, and promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising. And it's a whole bunch of fun along the way. Find out more at aaf10.org. And today's guest, uh, I don't even know where to start, but I'm just going to start by reading a part of uh, Mark Eisenberg's bio here. First of all, Mark is a past District 10 uh, governor, but uh, this is the guy who cannot legitimately say, I'm a Texan and I got here just as soon as I could because he was born here. He's born and bred, born in Dallas, raised in Amarillo, moved to Corpus Christi, then back to Dallas, now lives in Austin, and uh, now lives in Houston, actually. Uh, his bio says, needless to say, I am a Texan. You know that that, that uh, title, that start off, Mark, uh, it sounds like a country and western song. Born in Dallas, raised in Amarillo, and moved to Corpus Christi. Uh, it uh, says all about you. Mark's background has been on the, the creative side, and that's an understatement as far as I'm concerned after looking at some of the things that Mark has done. Heavy in concept design, print, and now is an assemblage artist. Uh, and we'll ask about the uh, the barbecue pork ribs here in just a little while. I was really drawn into uh, the fact that you've, uh, on your website, you, you do have the term uh, assemblage, which, by the way, is a noun, if you're wondering. Artistic form or medium usually created on a defined substrate that consists of three-dimensional elements projecting out of, out of from the substrate. So that's a very dry and plain demonstration of what Mark does, because if you've gone to the website, you will see the most amazing things that have been created. But really, Mark, that is you right now. Those are the things that you are doing right now. You had a long journey uh, coming to today, didn't you? Oh, yes. So so bring us up to date to, to, to today, uh, where you've arrived today with an amazing amount of uh, creative things that you have done. Really, what got you uh, interested in doing what you're doing, Mark? Uh, Art has always been in my life. Uh, My parents recognized that very early. And at age five, he had me enrolled in a art class at the Art Museum of Dallas. So this is something that has always been in my life. And it was something I always knew that I would be doing something in art. At that time, I didn't know what, but it uh, has taken many different paths. And I've ended up now doing the assemblage and just having a ball with it. Tell me more about what assemblage means, uh, specifically from your point of view. What is assemblage? What does that mean? Well, I've... Once I've gotten into this, I realize that even as a child, I was always putting different things together to make something. I didn't realize what I was doing back then. But now looking back, this is something that I have always done. Um, I've done a lot of watercolor, pen and ink, pencil. Uh, but I've really, oh, this has always been in my blood. And so what I'm doing now is taking old found objects, tearing them apart, and putting them back together to give this new piece of art 
a new life. And I'm really having a ball doing it. Sounds to me, Mark, like you've probably never worked a day in your life because you love what you do. Would that be a true statement? Uh, for the last five years, uh-huh. Before that, I was an art director and worked my tail off. <laughs> okay. But you're obviously very good at that. You know, uh, staying with the staying with the assemblage, uh, your main theme seems to be turning bad into good, adversity into opportunity. Is that maybe a good way to describe the stuff that you do? Definitely. Giving something old a new life. Uh, many of my uh, pieces are old guns. And as I say, I'm taking weapons of war and turning them into plowshares. Which is a, a not a bad thing to do, actually. A passion and an eye for putting stuff together and making it mean something. And not only with... Uh, uh, with uh, firearms and such, but I see you've got an eye toward the uh, musical side as well. How do you approach a project? Do you, do you look at something and go, you know, that could be something really cool? Is, how, do you, how do you approach a project, Mark? Uh, once I find the base piece, whether it's a guitar or gun or, or whatever, um, I usually have a main item that is going to go on that. And I start with that item. And then as I add more and more items, things just start coming to me. Uh, I don't think I've ever started with a piece and knew where it was going to go. It evolves on its own. And many of the acoustic guitars that I have, as I add things to them, they actually take on a personality of their own. The sound hole becomes the mouth and pieces that I put on all of a sudden become eyes and different things. And with those, that's where I get the title for them. Uh, but there's never the only one that I've done that I knew exactly had a title and knew exactly what it was, was the Red Rider BB gun that I found. And I knew exactly where I was going to go with that. And I knew the the title, I shot my eye out. Mm -hmm. And that was a real fun one. I just finished it. You know, I saw that on the uh, the website. It's called I Shot My Eye Out. And if you're familiar with the movie, and who isn't familiar with that incredible movie? Uh, so looking at the piece, what was the message there in that piece? That one really doesn't have a message like some of my... Uh, other guns that do have a political message. That one was just, hey, everybody loves this movie. Let's have fun with this. The images that I put on that are what really struck me with the, uh, the movie. Other people may have other scenes that they like, but the uh, film strip that I created on there, I tried to get an entire range of that movie so everybody could see something in there that they really liked. It was just a very fun, but probably more challenging than some of my other pieces because of all of the research and process that I had to go through. The simple gun that it is really became quite a project. I happen to have a Red Rider in my garage. I was given it by a friend of mine. Uh, it sits there just because it's so cool. And that movie, when you think about the movie, 
it's kind of neat to think about. You think about A Wonderful Life and uh, White Christmas and all of those great movies of the past of the holiday season, but really A Christmas Story in the more recent uh, uh, past uh, really has become so iconic uh, in so many wonderful ways. As you see, uh, TBS uh, streams that over and over and over and over. And what do we do around the fireplace in the wintertime on Christmas Day? Watch it over and over and over again. So a great piece. You know, your stuff reminds me of uh, stuff that you might find uh, not only uh, in an art gallery or available uh, as you have online, but something you would see in Touch of Modern or something like that. It's so doggone eclectic and cool. Uh, I don't know whether you've ever been approached by those folks, but uh, that'd be a great venue to sell your stuff as well, too. And I have a question for you. Have you ever built something that you basically at the last minute torn it down and start it over. <laughs> has any project ever made you so angry? It's like, this is going nowhere. I'm, do- I'm not doing this anymore. Not angry. I do have two of the pieces. The uh, first one that I start with was just a, a little fun project. I didn't intend to put it on the market. So things weren't attached real securely. It was just fun and it hung in my garage. And at one point I thought, you know, I've got that catalog on the site. I tore everything off of it and recreated another piece. So in that way, yes, I have taken a couple of them and made different items out of them, but not out of frustration. But, you know, let's have some more fun with this. Mark Eisenberg is a past District 10 governor, American Advertising Federation District 10 uh, George Lois, a uh, great creative during his career uh, in advertising and marketing, once threatened to jump from the window of a Manhattan high-rise when his idea was turned down. Let's go back to the business side of what you were doing uh, from the uh, creative side. Do you ever have a, a moment like that? How do you respond to a, a critique from a client, and how do you handle that? Um, well, I never jumped out of a window, but I'm sure there were moments of extreme frustration. It was so long ago, I really can't remember any of those, but I'm sure they were there. From a therapeutic standpoint, that's a good plan, Mark. I like that. You were also heavily involved with the American Advertising uh, Awards, the Addy Awards and such like that. And uh, part of the reason that we're talking to you today is to find out uh, a little bit more uh, about the awards and your perspective of, uh, of how they're doing and maybe how people could do a better job of communicating uh, their creative side uh, to the event. So let's talk about the American Advertising Awards. Tell me, tell me uh, what uh, your involvement has been. I've been involved with the awards since 1978. Uh, The first year I joined the American Advertising Federation, I, uh, my boss got me involved and got me involved in the Addy process, volunteering, and I have been involved ever since. Um, I've gone through every process. There's probably 50 or 60 advertising award shows that I've gone to from the local, district, national level. I've been on the National Addy Award Committee since 2008. And the industry is kind of passing me by. I'm, I'm getting older. Uh, 
the new technology zooms by so fast, uh, I can't keep up with it. And so this is my last year, and we are training another individual who will step in and take over my shoes, a younger person that can keep up with the industry standards and the new digital everything that's coming out. So this is kind of my swan song. Well, I'm I'm sad to hear that, but I'm happy to hear for all of those many years that you've uh, participated. So let us reflect on uh, some of the past uh, uh, judging that you've done, whether it be a local or district or national level. What are the things, some of the things that really caught your eye that said, yeah, uh, this this piece has it. This, uh, this is uh, what we're looking for here. What are some of the things that define uh, Incredible Creative to you? Well, there's always that piece that, that jumps out. Uh, I think along that line, um, we also do student competitions. And I'm always surprised the student work nowadays is so phenomenal. We have judges that want to award a best of show for a student work overall, even over the professional work. And that is what really has like, oh my goodness, we are going to be so prepared for the future with these students that are coming up and the great creative that they are doing now. And they're the future of our business and this organization. So that I think that is really what has stood out. Um, there's always been great work and all, but um, I've always been amazed at that. I think that really is a great statement and a positive statement to make about our industry. And I'm really happy to, uh, to hear that uh, you're saying that. Tell me, Mark, who is eligible to, uh, to enter uh, the awards competition? Well, anyone dealing with advertising is eligible to enter. Entrants do not need to be a member of their local club. However, their fees will be higher than the member's fees. So it's a good idea to consider becoming a member of the local club. And interest need to keep in mind that this is an advertising competition and all entries must contain some form of advertising. Like I said, there is a competition for professionals as well as a student competition for students enrolled in an accredited higher education institution. Let's dig into the uh, the judging process, Mark. What is all what does all, all that entail? Clubs will select a minimum of three judges, more for larger clubs that have a budget for that. Judges are selected from outside the marketplace, so they are not familiar with a local entrance. Judges are selected with different backgrounds: art direction, broadcast, copywriting, digital, interactive so that all elements of the entry are covered. The award is called an Addy, and clubs will award gold and silver Addies, and some will award a bronze Addy. Most clubs use a 1 to 100 scoring range. Thinking of it as a school grade, 90 to 100 would be a gold Addy, 80 to 89 would be a silver Addy, and 70 to 79 a bronze Addy. Entries are judged on their own merit and not against one another. Judges may also award a best of show and special judges awards if they seem fit. That's a very logical 
way to uh, to present the awards. I love the fact that you say they're judged uh, on their own merit, not against one another, because we're all we're all in this together, <clears throat> and we're trying to do our very best. And so we've got the American Advertising Awards coming up here in the February of uh, 2020. It's going to be on two twenty twenty. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, why should why should somebody? I don't care whether it's a student or a small shop or a big shop. Why do people enter uh, the American Advertising Awards? Well, your entries in the American Advertising Awards help support the local clubs, allowing them to provide workshops and speakers to keep members informed of industry trends and help them in their own professions. Winning an Addy is recognition of outstanding work in industry by your peers. Addy Awards go a long way when seeking new clients and business, and they are a great addition to that resume. And for students, they are a must for their portfolios. And besides, everyone likes a little bling. <laughs> Absolutely. So you could basically, I mean, there's lots of uh, clubs in, in, in District 10, and you, what you want to do is go to the local uh, club website, and all of that is on the uh, the American Advertising Federation District 10 website. And you can find out uh, when and how to enter and when would be sooner than later. Uh, so many folks wait until the very last minute to put something up there uh, and uh, have to scramble uh, at the end of the year, beginning of the, of the, of the new year. So uh, it's, it sounds like you've had a lot of fun being a part of this process, huh, Mark? It has been. It's been very fun. It's uh, It's been very work-intensive. But it's a fun process. I get to meet creatives from all over the country with our uh, judging process. Um, it's just been a really great time. You know, reflecting back on your years of service, in, including your past uh, governorship as well, how is AAF District 10 doing these days? Are you uh, feeling good and uh, optimistic about the things to come? I am. Uh, we've got a new set of officers. Uh, they're young. And they are very excited about what is happening. And I think we are going to see many, many more years of this district uh, really doing well. Uh, from, your, from your standpoint uh, and your years of experience in the industry, um, what could we be doing as we, uh, from your experience so many years in the industry, what could be, we be doing as an industry a little bit better uh, than we're doing? Well, we could quit running the same Christmas car ads year after year. <laughs> okay. And if you're going to run one, you need to come up with a new one next year. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Okay. So uh, more variety, and but, but keep the creativity coming. There you go. You know, uh, Mark, lots of folks say find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Is that uh, truly uh, the overall story of Mark Eisenberg? It is. Uh, being an art director, uh, I always enjoyed going to work. I enjoyed the challenges. I enjoyed being able to come up with solutions to uh, whatever the process was, the, uh, the issues. Uh, I really had a good time at it. Uh, I started out and we were still on the table with Amberlith and Exacto knives and ended up with the uh, computer and 
really enjoyed the computer being able to free up my talent instead of having to spec type and wait for it to come back. Being able to do it all myself really opened up some great doors and made it a lot of fun. I'm glad to hear that from you. You know, going back to assemblage for just a moment here, you do so many amazingly creative things with so many different types of uh, objects, uh, mostly anything. This has got to take up a lot of space, Mark. Uh, how many storage containers do you actually own then? Uh, I have many, many bins full of just stuff. Uh, yes, it does take up quite a bit of little room in the storage room there. Uh, and part of the uh, fun process is going to what I call junk stores and rummaging through and seeing something that might contain something that would be really cool. So the whole process from searching out items to going through the whole assemblage process, it's all very fun. I just got back from Austin and hit three or four little junk shops on the way back. And uh, that's just real fun. <laughs> that's great. I love, I love a story like that. I think one of the most important things that we need to learn from today is all about barbecue pork ribs. Tell me about those, Mark. <laughs> well, you have to do them just right. Um, it's a uh, country style boneless pork ribs. And I use uh, also do sausage and it has to be Eckridge sausage. Sorry if there's some kind of a, an issue there with making a brand name. And I have my sweet barbecue sauce and uh, I've kind of become known about that. I've won a couple of, uh, Barbecue cook-offs, and when uh, I was in Amarillo and we would have the uh, district judging, I would have the judges over to the house, and we would barbecue. Wow, wow. And you're still doing that today, right? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. So Sunday is okay if we come over? Yeah. You bet. Just tell me how many. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> you're a busy guy and a guy who obviously loves uh, what you've done what you're doing, and it looks like you've still got a lot of great things to 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 do as well. Assemblage. Go to the website. Go to it's it's actually Mark Mark with a C Eisenberg dot com, and uh, you're going to see some amazing stuff there. You'll learn more about the noun assemblage and what Mark does these days. But for your your work with the American Advertising Federation District Ten as a past uh, district governor and so many years on the American Advertising Awards Committee. We thank you very much for uh, uh, all of the great things that you've done. And uh, I'm kind of glad that we had a chance to talk to you, considering this is such a kind of a poignant moment in your career path as it relates to District 10 and advertising and such. But keep doing these, these fun things, Mark. You've still got a lot of great stuff left inside of you. Mark Eisenberg, past District 10 governor on barbecue ribs and turning unusual instruments into incredible works of art. You've been listening to a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District 10. You can find out more about uh, American Advertising Federation District 10 at AAF10, that's the number 10.org. Subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, via RSS, or wherever your favorite podcast platform is. We are there for you. 
do that and you will never miss a new podcast. Your rating on iTunes is also going to help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. This is Ad Tension, copyright 2019. My name is Ray Shillings.